0: Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code unluckyfrogisawesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts, uh, Josh Hartley and Charlotte Porter this time. How are we doing, Charlotte?
1: I'm alright. Bit tired. Had a busy day. Very
0: tired. <laughs>
1: had a busy day. Yeah.
0: Yes, we uh, unfortunately we have uh, spent the day at Glasgow Games Festival, so we're just gonna just thought we'd record a quick episode, yeah. tell you what we had been up to, who we saw. Um, unfortunately, Ben couldn't make it though. Yeah. Uh, he's been win- w- yeah, w- winter is harvest season for electricians, <laughs> yes. so he's he's getting in the corn basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so it was myself charlotte callum lanky santa mm-hmm. and my pal nick went to glasgow games festival this morning I mm-hmm. hung around for most of the day as well got to see a few familiar faces yes, yes. play some play some old games play some new games yeah. so where do we start
1: well why don't we start just even walk us through the day so you just got there before i did
0: yeah we got we got there slightly earlier albeit not that much so yeah. Nick, Callum and myself uh, walked in. We found uh, Keith of um, Cardboard and Coffee Games mm-hmm. with his game Nuts and Bots, yep. which we we've spoken to Keith plenty of times in the past. I'd never actually played his game though, ah. so this this was my first crack at uh, Nuts, Nuts and, and bots. bots. So we had fun. It mm-hmm. was a good game.
1: It's changed quite a lot since I played it. I first played it at Aircon. Yes, and then I played it again. Not that. That much later at compulsion Mm. and already by compulsion he'd already started making changes to it based on Mm -hmm. suggestions from Mirkon, and again this time right enough it's
0: well from what i understand he had like a felt board previously yeah and now it's just a regular board board yeah um, for for like the workspace but if you've never seen it basically you've got a factory floor with these um, different stations for building components. And what you need to do is you need to build a big robot. Uh, and you do that by uh, lining up the com- the components in a certain order so and placing your little robots on there. They look remarkably like meeples, but there we go you put your little robots on the, the conveyor and then they go and uh, they build this particular component. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just uh, do that, effectively just do that until you've, you've built your big robot. But yep. not everyone's looking to do the same thing. So your stations all get shuffled about and you can only do a certain amount of things in a turn. So it, it was pretty good. We, we had a lot of fun. I think Callum won it. I did. I did pretty badly. Um yeah I I did not do mm. very well at all but it's fine. But it's a nicely balanced game mm. and it 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 never felt like I was completely out of it even yeah, though yeah. I wasn't doing that great. Uh and it was quite it, it, we played three players and it was quite close between Nick and Callum in the yeah. end as That's well. So uh, and then so then of course you arrived. Yes. And
1: we right. had a
0: little bit of time before lunch so we went and checked out the games library.
1: Yes we did. Pretty
0: dead. well stocked. Mm but i chose uh, a game that i'd heard of never act, had a chance to play and that was adrenaline oh yes so adrenaline is basically feels like quake yeah as a board yeah. game so you know a, it feels like a fast paced first person shooter and uh, the idea is you you each control a um a shooter you've got your miniatures and you just run around grab weapons grab ammo Mm-hmm. blast shells into each other a little more nuanced than yeah i say a little more nuanced than that not an awfully lot more <laughs> nuanced than that um what did you think of it
1: i i really liked it yeah i i did win
0: you did win yes But
1: interestingly enough i was speaking to dave uh tabletop scotland about it afterwards and i was saying i didn't think i was winning mm-hmm. though what i did do which i think actually when you look at the scoring is i just Shot everybody and everything. Yep. I didn't specifically target. I just, like, ah, excited. <laughs> <had, laughs> the machine gun. Yeah. And the machine gun just let you sort of, like, you know, shoot into anything. So actually, in terms of the point scoring, I maybe had more hits mm. or was first blood yeah. or stuff like that. Because again,
0: it was relatively close between you and Nick. Nick um, yeah. Yeah. Nick managed to do pretty well.
1: I think I was 38, Nick was 31. Mm
0: hmm. And then let's not talk about Callum and I, <laughs> I again. Yeah, I got I got <laughs> shot to pieces yeah. a few times. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> But um, it, and do it, you know what I like is little touches like the, the miniatures, all lovely. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Callum's uh, mini that he picked was all like an homage to uh, the Doom Soldier yeah. as well. And there's lots of little nods to you know first-person shooters. Uh, down to the fact that you know one one of the weapons is just a chainsaw, yeah. which is like a staple.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, so that was good, colourful fun. I was saying though, like good fun. I don't know how much replayability there would be. It was Nick who picked up on yeah. that? And I think if that get, I, I don't. I, I genuinely haven't looked at what the mm. recommended retail price is. I think if that game's like forty pound, that's yeah. about right. I suspect. It might be something like sixty or seventy, and then I think I, I think I'd feel a bit ripped off.
1: Yeah, because actually, in terms of components, you know, other you've than got some very
0: cool. lovely miniatures. Yeah, and it's it's a very well polished game yes, as well. Actually, yeah. like just presentation wise, so yeah, can't fault it on no. that. And very colourful as well. Very colourful. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so we have fun with that. Then ha- grabbed us a bit of lunch,
1: but before that, oh. we played Squirrel.
0: Oh, of course, yes. yes. Uh, very quick to play again. So you you specifically saw them and said, "No, we need to. Yeah. We need to go play this." So what? Talk us through what Squirrel mm. is.
1: Well, I was coming past, and Eric of uh, Juniper Green Games was chatting to them. So I thought, "What's going on over there?" And it's basically um, it's about squirrels and you're collecting acorns. And so it's... Now, the the one that you played was actually mm. they had little squirrel miniatures. Like, yeah, well, there, actually, or actually, ornaments yeah, or something. Yeah, well, actually,
0: if you turned them upside down, they were like novelty pencil sharpeners. <laughs> and what they'd done to differentiate them was uh, they, they'd put, like, a little hairband around one, but he looked like he had, like, a 70s sweat band, like John McEnroe. <laughs> so I, I got into that yeah. uh, character, the, the John McEnroe of squirrels. Yeah.
1: Uh, And so basically the way it works is there's a grid of nine, like a a box of nine, and you start and you move just sort of like to a square adjacent Mm -hmm. to you. You then flip one of the piles near you Mm -hmm. to try and find an acorn. And you're basically trying to gather acorns. You're then placing down other ones to try and like... Uh, bump up the pack because yeah. you can only have three in your hand at a time um, I thought I was doing great because I ended up with three acorns I thought that's great that's yeah. the maximum you can have not realising that you can get three acorns and two acorns Yeah. and one acorn <laughs> I was just like oh so you, you, you got nine <laughs> well okay well
0: that was that was fun <laughs>
1: but I just I thought I really enjoyed it it's very simple very quick and I think actually what we saw today is pretty much what they're going to be looking to produce yeah. Um it's very simple. It's all I think it's all recycled materials. It's all mm-hmm. handcrafted. It's all handmade. They even paint the miniatures. Um not obviously the uh 1970s
0: John McEnroe John McEnroe.
1: Squirrel. <laughs> Do you think squirrels ever get pissed
0: <laughs> off about like how one-dimensional they're portrayed in pop culture?
1: I I could imagine. I mean
0: like do you think you think squirrels ever like see that and like yeah. Uh, <sighs> There's more to us than acorns, guys.
1: Well, they need to do something about it. They need to let it be known. Right.
0: Yes. Just like, start a movement.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. That would freak me out, seeing, like... <laughs> <laughs> like
1: Organised squirrels.
0: Like, that's, that's what's stopping them from world domination. They're just well, disorganised.
1: seen the episode of uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, there's like, Rick, and Mo- <laughs>
0: Rick and Morty. Maybe, maybe the squirrels are the real masterminds of the whole world. Never mind these, um, you know, secret reptile people. Yeah. Actually, squirrels. Yeah, there we go.
1: But then maybe this is their first step into world domination. Is this game?
0: This is them making their opening move, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and then it's just like, okay, your move, reptile people. <laughs> You're, you just try and Pretty stop much. us from dethroning you from the secret, Let's be secret honest, world though, domination.
1: They are a cuter overlord. If we th- were gonna have an overlord. I think if I yeah, if I if I, if
0: I was able to choose my overlord, right, yeah. I think um I think a squirrel would be a little a little bit more merc- I, I d I don't know though. Like my grand my granddad catches and kills squirrels, so like
1: Yeah, but you live your granddad doesn't like live in the middle of the city. He lives does he not live in like
0: Well, he lives in Burnley, but he he, get, he gets rid of them because they they're, they're pests. pests. They are yeah. pests, yeah. Um, so i wonder I do wonder if the squirrels would hold that against us or maybe just against my family exactly um whereas whereas <laughs> i think I think reptile people probably just have a general disdain for everyone.
1: These are really deep questions to ponder,
0: yeah, we were talking about so what were we talking about
1: squirrels <laughs> squirrels we yeah, squirrel. there we
0: go so. <clears throat>
1: Squirrel's a good game. Yes, it it's is. It's
0: a nice nice little game.
1: Um, I really enjoyed it. I just thought it was a bit of fun. It's something that I think you could play with non-gamers. That's the whole thing of it, is that it's very simple. I think it'd be great, great with
0: children as great well, Great with right? children.
1: Um, and even just sort of being out and about, you know, you could take it. It's a tiny little box that comes mm. in. You can take it with you. I mean, you can keep it in your bag. You yeah. know, you don't need to, you know, it's that small. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was good fun to try that out and looking forward to seeing where they go with that and yeah. what their plans are for the future.
0: So that was that was neat. Mm. Um so uh where, when we had had our lunch, mm-hmm. um we came back and we had a crack at One Survives.
1: Yes, we did.
0: So One Survives is it's a card game, but basically the the setting is uh you you've you're in like a, a 70s horror movie, right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're on a school boating trip. The boat breaks down and you're stranded on this island. But do you know who you're stranded on the island with? Is a serial killer. So you're all uh, basically playing to try and either escape from the island, find the right tools to kill yep. the killer, or be the last one standing. Yep. It is a fast-paced card game. Yep.
1: Well, at the moment it is...
0: Yeah, it's only three weeks in development. Yes. Uh So the, the chaps told us so, uh, but they, they've been produced in three weeks, what takes a lot of yeah. uh, designers much longer. So um, you've got uh, you've got your deck of cards. You start with a hand of seven. Seven. Yep, uh, and you've got different cards. You've got green cards that let you run away to a, a different location. Uh, should you get attacked by? Certain serial killer. You've got red cards, which moves the serial killer to a different location. Yep. Uh, orange cards, uh, your defenses against the killer. So you blast him with a shotgun or something like yep. that. Uh, then you've got so to escape, you've got to collect certain items and get to a certain location. So for example, if you want to escape by boat, you need to get the petrol, the keys, and the motor, and then you've got to get down to the docks. Mm-hmm. Right, So you've got those cards to collect as well. But what those cards can also do, some of them combine with... You can get a glass bottle and yep. a dirty rag, uh, and you can combine that with petrol to make a Molotov cocktail to actually kill the killer. And there's some other special cards as well, like you can give everyone paranoia, so everyone yeah. shuffles around where yeah. they are on the island. You can... Um, <laughs> If you're in the same location as another player and the uh, serial killer attacks, you can play sacrifice, and the other player gets thrown under the bus. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: <laughs> that never happened in our turn. Our it didn't. Game, it though. didn't. Yeah. But
0: um, but it's it's one of those like niche but very powerful cards. Yeah. So I we really enjoyed it. Very quick game. Uh, only took us about twenty minutes to play, yeah. if that. Um, it's so by by that means uh, the fact that it's player elimination mm-hmm. isn't so bothersome it's a bit yeah. like King of Tokyo yes. right you, you're never that bothered about being knocked out of King of Tokyo because you're probably only gonna be waiting yeah. 10 minutes tops until everything's finished anyway uh, so the same is true of uh, this and um, I was I was saying and if if anyone is aware please let me know I can't think of a tabletop game that uses that cliche the the it's 70s slasher. horror slasher yeah. uh, film as a setting. Yeah. And I find that be- considering like the embarrassment of zombie and Cthulhu based games you think it's not even that far away from zombie games no. to the point where when you look at the when you look at how they they um, branded it and it, I, I i repeat that it's been in development precisely three weeks so yeah. this is very early stages but you almost expect it to be a zombie game yeah, right yeah because you think oh horror right zombies right. somewhere survivors zombies right
1: because i was really confused i was like and there's a serial killer and i was like oh how, how does a serial killer marry into a zombie play? and i was like no, no. it's not nothing yeah, he,
0: zombies. he doesn't he doesn't is no. <laughs> the answer
1: oh. <laughs> but i really enjoyed it um, the thing that I... They were looking at some of the ideas they'd had or suggestions, which was that actually to have the map, like, the island mapped out yeah. so that you can place your character cards mm-hmm. rather than playing them in front of you, you know, yeah. just in your hand, um, and do it that way, which would make it, you know, a bit more actually interactive because you could move someone, you know, yeah. you could actually physically move people and things like that. But I just I thought it was a really good thing.
0: I was, like, <coughs> again, like, I I, I was surprised... For for a prototype, yeah. how good it was.
1: But even then, what we've seen now might not be what they decide to go yeah, with. Exactly. You know, they might further develop it. Um, but interesting enough, the the reason the game came about was mm. they were um, on holiday with their teenage sons. So they've each got a teenage son, yeah. and they were they were sort of on holiday together, and they just felt as if there wasn't anything that really was of interest. Yeah,
0: because the the kids are a bit too old now for Uno and yeah and the like. And the reason they chose the slasher flick is that the two boys love
1: horror that, films. that yeah.
0: genre. Yeah. So so that, that's a neat yeah. uh, and uh, thing as I well. I actually
1: really like the idea of the survival element. Not so much the um, I'm going to be the hero of mm-hmm. the game. But just the
0: coward trying to survive, <laughs> being
1: a coward, if you want, yeah. you know, this idea where it's just about I need to protect myself, yes, therefore I'm going to send the serial killer to Josh, you know, mm. and just sort of pass it around. I actually like that because I don't think there's very many games where it's, it's, it's like that more mm. so than you're the hero and you're going I... to kill, you know, you're going to go and Defeat the the serial killers. I'm just going to get off the island. Yeah. <laughs> Save myself.
0: Well, i i was trying to build. I was trying to get the pieces for the Molotov cocktail, and yeah. I nearly got it. Uh, I was just missing some petrol, uh, and then the serial killer got sent at me, and I died. Yeah. I died. It was it was nasty.
1: I kind of yeah. feel though that's it is very. It does play out like a slasher film.
0: Yeah, and they ah uh, the whoever they get to do the art. Yeah. It's gonna have so much yeah. fun because there's like just decades of <laughs> cinema that you yeah. can you, you can just riff off. Yeah. Right. Uh I was I was joking with Callum, like they're gonna have like the non-copyrighted Jason Voorhees who's like uh Jack Veees who wears a welding mask <laughs> and kills people with a hunting knife.
1: Like- <laughs> the other thing as well that I was seeing was actually the mechanic you could put a different skin in it entirely.
0: Yeah, that's true. If they if they decide for whatever I don't think they should. I no, like I no, like no. the theme. But uh, I was even
1: thinking that like the same mechanic, but rather than it being escaping from a serial killer, maybe it's more of a fantasy, sort of like fairy tale mm-hmm. element and you're escaping from the sandman or something yeah, yeah. and you're trying to get him to go after other people so that you can, you mm-hmm. know, or even protect a thing. You know, that sort yeah. of idea where you're trying to stop him from getting to a yeah do you know something or other so, so I saw very much a, mm. adventure time sort yeah. of going around in my head at that point
0: yeah yeah <laughs> but i i mean this is one of the great things about going to conventions like glasgow games festival um you get to you get to try these prototypes yeah. and we you know i'll just mention briefly we because we played last year the prototype for magnificent flying oh, machines richard yes. Denning's uh, game yeah. that has uh, as actually the finished products come out now uh, and we didn't get to try the finished product but I, I did look over my shoulder at it being demoed and it looks fantastic Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, re- I remember my dad saying that sounds like a really fun game yeah. so I'm, I don't know I like, might like, put so that awful. on my <laughs> Christmas list I don't know um, so, so that was uh, One Survives yes. and we're uh, moving from one Prototype game onto another. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky enough to try out um,
1: Space, Space Horizons. Space Horizons. Yes.
0: So, uh, what is Space Horizons?
1: Well, it was interesting because um, I hadn't heard of it. I wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually um, Nick' uh, uh, Twitter handle on Popular Mechanics. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Uh, he's actually sort of um, helping the person who's designed it. Yeah, he's he's, he's going yeah. around
0: conventions and yeah. demoing it.
1: So basically, you are trying to—it's like he—and actually, he he did uh, explain it really well. It's the space race. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about who comes in second. Yes. Everybody only cares about who comes in first. And it's this idea about developing space age technologies. Mm-hmm. And so we're you there's a a sort of pool in front of you of technologies, mm-hmm. and you have to try and. Draw ones in order to meet the criteria for the to, advancements
0: to, to each certain missions. Yeah. Like, for example, be the first one to Mars. Yes, or to I establish in- a moon base. Yes, or a moon hotel. A
1: moon hotel. That's right. Yes, I had internet for all and video for all.
0: You got internet for all first. Yeah, though, which is the bizarre <laughs> oh. thing. But yeah, but
1: that's the way to get video to everyone is to give everybody internet. Otherwise, yeah. we'll be able Guy, to
0: get on the yeah. video. <laughs> video for all was just, guys, we've given you the internet. Just go on just, YouTube.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: So yeah. It was a logical next yeah. step, actually.
1: So, from what um, Nick was saying, that actually, the game development, I do believe, was funded through um, a pocket of the National Space Agency.
0: Yeah, which is bonkers. And the idea is, these aren't um, the technologies and the missions that you have these are actually grounded in real science yeah. as well these are you know either theoretical yeah. things or things that are already in development or developed yeah um and this is all idea of it being an educational yeah. game and we, you know when we when we want to sound like high and mighty we, we often talk of the virtues of uh, educating people through yes. games and this is a, this is a great example because you know you've got you're picking up all these technologies, and each card does just explain yeah. a little bit what what it you know what what on earth does what is the significance of um, robots being able to build yeah. yes. things or you know this certain type of artificial intelligence? So yeah. wh- how does that all fit in to uh, to launching a mission to Mars, for yes. example?
1: Yeah, yeah. I really like the artwork when yeah. Was, um, so basically, the cards are quite generic on the flip side but when you flip them over there's yeah. some beautiful
0: yeah and like... actually
1: quite quite surprising i think because of the way it was on the first side i didn't expect it to be okay. quite as artistic it was,
0: just, it was almost like a
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> what that um to show that it's been activated mm. and it's sort of like the technology's um in use as it were not yeah. just under research but i'd really interested to see where it goes from here i know they were saying because there's a mechanic where in order to learn the technology so mm-hmm. that it's not just in research, you roll the dice, and if you roll a number
0: higher? Equal to equal or higher,
1: higher. Yeah, to it, you get to then turn it over, and when it's turned over, that's when you uh-huh. can use it to apply yeah. for the technology. But um, Tony, uh, shout out to Tony. Uh, Tony oh, winner, winner
0: of our yes. uh, brother's giveaway, yep, so and we finally <laughs> gave him his <laughs> copy today.
1: Yes, so I hope so, you enjoyed that. So um, we're, and Tony was saying, because I think actually for him... He'd miscalculated and thought it would be better to get higher ones.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> all of his
1: ones were higher, um, and that meant he couldn't really get yeah. in. Uh, and was thinking about maybe different mechanics. But then Nick said that I think it was actually Kenny from the Dice Roll Cafe mm. had rolled ones consecutively, and there's Oof. no, I don't think there's any cards with a base no. value of one. Um, so there was no way that he was able to actually get in, get a foot in the game. Mm um and so that they would even maybe thinking about uh well if you if you roll a one you get a plus token for the next roll or something just okay, in, to mitigate yeah. that sort of cuz when you end up in a a cycle of not being able to actually do anything
0: statistically unlikely that
1: it happened to Kenny what happens yeah <laughs> Kenny rolled four ones in a row you
0: can be the well you know you can maybe <laughs> take some solace in being a statistical outlier yeah, exactly. i don't know if that <laughs> i know that. If that yes. gives anyone any comfort, <laughs> but uh, so we're, so we're getting on towards the end of the day. Yes. Uh, and so
1: I caught up with Dave uh, from Tabletop Scotland. How yes. Had a wee chat about just had a good catch up and. Mm-hmm thoughts for the future and whatnot and whilst i was doing that you were with the i was with brainwaves the yeah, brainwaves
0: uh, uh you know ian from the giant brain and his pal sam
1: and jamie and
0: jamie and it was sam who taught me how to play Keyforged. Mm. i finally got around to playing it so yep. Keyforged, uh, as we've mentioned previously on the podcast is the new uh, card game designed by legendary game designer Richard Garfield, creator mm. of Magic: The Gathering and other things, but in the context of a card game, that's really all you need to know. He, yeah, he, he created the daddy of them all. <laughs> um, it's it's fun. Yes. Um, it hasn't grabbed me immediately like some games do. However, uh, so so what you're doing is. Unlike games like Magic or Pokemon, where there's some sort of direct conflict, you do get to fight creatures. But that's, but by killing your opponent's creatures, you, you're maybe stopping them from yeah. winning the game, but you're not winning the game yourself. The whole idea is you're trying to forge three keys. And you do this by collecting the currency in the game, Amber, uh, and you trade in six Amber to forge a key. Um, and this is why it's good to fight your yes. opponent's creatures is because uh your creatures are the ones that uh mine amber for you. So there's a balancing act of, you know, keeping your opponent off their feet while at the same time trying to further your own plan. Mm-hmm. So it's it's neat in that respect. Now, um I think what most people have been talking about is the distribution model. So this is not a traditional um distribution model in the sense of uh, Magic the Gathering and Pokemon, where they are trading card games, where you acquire cards through booster packs, or a living card game like the Game of Thrones uh, card game or Arkham Horror, mm-hmm. uh, where you buy expansions. Each deck is—it's one of Fantasy Flight's new unique games. Each deck is completely unique in its uh, makeup, in you know what cards appear and in what frequency, um, and. There's been a lot of jokes about some of... Well, we mentioned it on last week's episode, some of the... The
1: names.
0: uh, Yes. uh, (laughs) I was... I can't quite remember the full name. I should have took a photo of it, the full name of the deck that I chose, but it was something, something... The Battle Beaker. Um, The Battle Beaker? The Battle Beaker.
1: As in a beaker, like a jug?
0: Well, uh, Callum and I chose to interpret it as like, do you remember Beaker from the Muppet show?
1: I <laughs> would love a Beaker. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's like a swole Beaker. No, like,
1: I, I don't even see him swole, I just see him like in really oversized armor, you yeah. know, and just like. <laughs> well,
0: then like, there's one, one of the cards was like a knight in full plate and visor down, and I was saying, "Oh yeah, you flip the the visor up <laughs> and it's just Beaker." There, you go? Me 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 me. <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> oh, oh so Battle Beaker. The Battle
0: Beaker. Um so um so yeah and, and each deck is made up of three uh, clans houses I'm not I'm not quite mm. sure factions something yeah. like that. Um so each on each of your turn you can play uh, you you choose a faction and you play uh from your hand and activate cards of those factions to so like as much as you can. Each card can do a thing once and then that's it. So it's a, it's a really well designed and balanced game but most most people are talking about the distribution model. Mm. Uh I think it's been a bit and I, 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 I chatted briefly to Ian about this um because I think a lot of people have been concerned about well it, it, there's no control over what cards yeah. you get in and all of that. Uh Ian Ian made the point and I and I do agree with him. This is probably very competitive players who are making this complaint, and just quite frankly, this game ain't for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This this is for just if you like uh, pre-release events for yeah. Magic: The Gathering or Pokemon, or for that matter. Um. This is something you will enjoy because yeah. yeah. you, you you never you don't know what deck you're gonna open up yeah. with. Each deck only costs nine quid, yeah. so you and a pal can just uh, go Pobl- to your game store. Yeah nine That's quid each
1: more accessible than some of the other card games at the moment
0: oh yeah i will compare it to well never mind like the, so the price of a magic the gathering pre-release is 25 pounds yeah. typically right um you you get a lot more cards yeah. albeit but frankly the vast majority of those cards aren't worth squat yeah. <laughs> so uh it's a bit here and there to build a standard legal deck in magic you're probably looking at see- sinking about 200 quid yeah. at least uh and that's just standard so you know uh, uh, granted magic's one of the more expensive ones yeah. but i think i think pokemon in yugioh it's yeah. not exactly cheap no. to, to build a deck either so it's it's interesting and because you never know what you're going to get and each deck plays out very differently um it keeps you on your toes yeah. you know you you have got to adapt to different play styles so i think it's neat from that respect like i said i i can't quite it's actually annoying me i can't quite put my finger yeah. on what it is that i was that made me think mm, not I, I i'm not quite it's not quite gripping me yeah. as some other games have
1: it maybe it didn't meet your expectation well, yeah,
0: I, don't, I don't really know what I was expecting cuz yeah. I, I, like I say everyone was talking about the distribution model. No one talked about the game itself really. Yeah. Yeah. Like how the game actually plays out. Um and it is a good game. Like I kind of take a step back and I see okay, yeah, yeah, just from that one experience yes. anyway. Yeah. Things certainly appeared fairly balanced. Uh I never fe- I-, I lost incidentally, yeah. but I never felt like it the game was out of reach until like towards the very end so i don't know i think it's something i definitely need to try more of and i will um so that's my two cent on it i don't i don't really have a conclusion on it so far and that's very unsatisfying (laughs) but um you'll just
1: have to play more of it i will just
0: have to play more
1: games
0: (laughs) what a shame
1: so that was our Glasgow Games Fest. It's yes. still ongoing at the moment. as yeah, we're Yeah, actually, I, as this. we record, it's, yeah.
0: it's on until eleven o'clock at night. But we so were beginning to flag we were, a bit. We, were <laughs> we were flagging and uh, frankly wanted pizza, so, so we've come out yeah. for pizza.
1: But what are your what are your what's your take on the event then? All
0: right, do you know I I really enjoyed it this year, um, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you why my. When we went last year, I had no idea what we were uh, yeah. expecting, and if I'm being perfectly honest, I was a little disappointed last year because it, it's a small convention, yeah. and that seems weird that this is one of Glas. This is one of the big like conventions in Glasgow. Glasgow is yes. one of the big sit, ci- well, the big city in Scotland. Yes. You'd expect, by that logic, that this convention would be massive, right? Um, but actually having no now knowing yeah. that's that's the scale and that's what to expect i actually really enjoyed it and to, like th- there were more people there were this definitely year, but more it, it never felt claustrophobic no. or crowded or too busy um and it was just it was just nice words don't get me wrong like things like uk games expo are amazing but at the same time that is an exhausting experience well
1: that's what i was going to say i think having this at the end of the year and now us because actually this is this was the first convention that we went to oh, you know, know last year um it was i think it was like episode 6 or something it was mm. you know, we weren't even that that into it by that point yeah. um but having had a full year a calendar year of events of mm-hmm. conventions this one feels very much like a cool down yeah and actually you need that you need one where you go where it's not exhausting where it's great to meet up with people It's just very laid back. It's just, yeah. Do
0: you know the other thing is as well with uh, the other end of the scale, comparing it to UK Games Expo. UK Games Expo, it's very tiring. You're spending a lot of time on your feet, running around, seeing different people. Um, I don't know about you, I actually didn't play that much games at UK Games I'm Expo. T- Spent more time talking to people yeah. about games.
1: It's a very different I think it's yeah, a very different very convention. Different.
0: So so it was nice to sit down, yeah. uh, chill out and just play some yeah. games. I play some prototype yeah. games as well because that's always fun. There's a load of people that we, we only sort of set, you know, said hi to very briefly we as maybe well. maybe should
1: give a big shout out list. So why yeah. don't we... Why don't we do that? Are we
0: going rattle, rattle yes, so to rattle through some shout-outs? So shout-out to Bez, as always. Yep. Bez uh, was the reason we went last year, yeah. basically. She she was the one who asked, yep. are you going to Glasgow Games Festival? Like, what's um, that? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> uh, and Bez was there again last uh, this year yep. demonstrating Wibble Plus Plus uh, and her other games. Yep. Um, she was giving me a, a little update on how things are going with Uh, kitty cataclysm which we're very looking forward to we've mentioned on the podcast already that uh, Sylvester Sylvester features uh, the 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 porter's household cat he He
1: is one of the I don't know if I say one of the but he is a cat burglar
0: there we go nice they
1: see him running off with a fish
0: nice uh, so good it was always uh, yep. good as always to chat to yep. Bez. One free elephant with there, yep. uh, albeit minus Sarah. Yeah, Nigel. Um, Nigel uh. and the two children. Yeah, uh, were there. Uh, good. You, you managed to quickly say hi yeah, to Nigel, I had, to, didn't quite, you? Quite,
1: I had a chat with Nigel. He was just talking about you know, asking him how the come down's been since uh, that little Kickstarter microbrew.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I was. Um, I, I I told him that. Did I told you? you? Oh So yes. so one of my like I, I, I'm I'm um out of the closet as a nerd at work. So people people actually know that I do this podcast and uh, play tabletop games and Dungeons and Dragons and the like. Um, and one of my work colleagues, Jamie, he's into video games. So there's a little bit of I, I used to be into video yeah. games. So there's a bit of crossover there and just um general chat and he comes over to my desk and he says to me, "Josh, Josh, I went on Kickstarter and I backed my first ever tabletop game. oh that's great, Jamie what did you back? Yeah, it's this game where you uh, where you uh, you're an independent brewer and you're brewing these beers <laughs> is it called microbrew by any chance? Yes, it is <laughs> this was uncannily. The day before our interview with Nigel <laughs> went out as well, so uh, Jamie, yeah. Jamie's uh, listened to the podcast now as Good. well. Uh, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad Nigel's chuffed yeah. with that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I like. I kind of thought when we were looking at Microbrew, and we when we well, by the time we were interviewing Nigel, yes. obviously it had already funded, oh, yes. smashed its goals. Yeah. But even like before that, I kind of thought to myself. This is going to go down well. I didn't yeah. think it would go down like to the tune yes. that it did, but um I thought it it would fund easily because yeah. it's, you know, craft beer is in a like a very popular place and you know, I kind I kind of see that Venn diagram of people who play board games and people who like craft beer. I suspect there's a, a reasonable overlap yeah. there, right?
1: <laughs> but even looking at it in terms of its size, you know, we're saying that's the ideal stocking filler. Mm. You know, you just, yeah, you know, and the way they were selling it, where you could buy more than one copy, mm-hmm. you know, was great. So that was one free elephant. Uh, we had Wreck and Ruin.
0: Mark McKinnon of yeah. Wreck and Ruin fame. So
1: we never got to play Wreck and Ruin, but we had a good chat with Mark.
0: Do you know what he did have though? Which uh, I was absolutely in love with when I saw. Uh, he has the renders of all the oh no. miniatures. Did you miss him? I didn't see it. Oh yeah, no. So so uh, w- the stretch goals on his Kickstarter were alternative sculpts for the different oh. factions. No,
1: I ha- I've seen. I've seen the one where it's like the animals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so oh, he yes. had the miniatures with oh, him. Oh, I and never saw the miniatures. They look amazing in the yeah. flesh. Uh, and it's, right. So to be fair, they are they are renders, so yes. they are more detailed. Yeah. Than what the final product will look like, but um, yeah, they they were fantastic. Yeah. I, I really love the desert kin like yeah. beasts. Yeah. Like you know, be, the baby be, Yeah. The well, these be yeah. You've you've got the little instead of motorbikes, the the scouts ride on these. Ostrich things, (laughs) Uh, but like the big uh, tanker is this huge rhinoceros-style creature with horns. It's amazing, Uh, but like all the other factions are great. The Ruin Army look really sleek and very well polished. Uh, It it just um, it looked fant they look fantastic, and I can't wait to. I cannot wait to receive my copy. Yeah. <laughs> so really excited for that.
1: And then beside Mark, we had Justin of Bad Cat Games.
0: Justin was there next yeah. to us, uh, yeah. demonstrating his game, gladiators yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, good fun, gladi- gladiator combat yeah. game.
1: Yeah. Um, it was on Kickstarter briefly, mm-hmm. um, but he's made changes to it. Okay. And they're looking to sort of relaunch the Kickstarter in April and he was chatting through some of the changes they've made and I think they're going to be really good because um, one of the things, and I think do you know, actually it, it's maybe true um, he was saying that people are more focused on the arena combat, the mm-hmm. gladiators but actually the gladiators are subsequent
0: yeah.
1: to you as the player who is technically the manager, Yeah. so it's your job to manage the gladiators mm-hmm. so you are the school leader yeah. so he's developed a way where it's more of a focus on you know, there's going to be new, I think he was saying, potentially new components and new bits yeah. in it to make it feel as if you are in charge. You're yeah. not just in control not, of the gladiator. You're not the
0: gladiator. No. You're the guy at the side, like, <laughs> yes. shouting, stab him! <laughs> I've um, got an idea! Stab him!
1: So, and <laughs> I think that's probably more... Actually, for myself anyway, I feel like I could maybe get mm. a bit more into that. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed playing gladiatoris, but the idea that I could grow a school almost to to shape what would become the most popular, famous gladiatorial school Mm -hmm. in the whole of history that's what I'm going to design, not you
0: alright, I'm going to beat you okay, shots fired There we go. So Justin of Bad Cat Games was there. Uh, We also had Medusa Games, as we mentioned briefly earlier. Richard Denning uh, uh, had uh, Magnificent Flying Machines as well as Fire of London. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But now the quick run through. So we had Dave from Tabletop Scotland. Yes. We had Nick from uh, Unpopular Mechanics. Yes. Tony. Who else yep. do we have? Ian McAllister and uh, Sam and Jamie. Yep, Waves. The, oh, the, brain um, the brainwaves. Yep. Um, who else did we go for? Uh, There's loads of folk. Yeah, loads I know, I know. Uh, Eric from Juniper Green Games. I was just going to yep.
0: say, yeah. Keith from um, yep. ca- uh cardboard cardboard and, and Coffee. coffee. Uh, blah, blah, blah.
1: The Lucky uh, Sparrow Cafe. We
0: missed them. I saw,
1: I saw them floating about on the horizon. Sort of
0: flying. Flying around on yes. the horizon,
1: but I never got a chance to speak to them.
0: Lucky Sparrow. Uh, Lucky Sparrow. Were there. Um, Ah, oh, why is my mind going lots blank? Of no, I can't so, think so many of people, anyone. all the people, all the people all in the, the world. All the people,
1: there. so many people.
0: They all go hand, hand in hand, hand. To Glasgow God. Games 1st I'm so predictable. <laughs> right, but uh, we we are shattered. Yes. <laughs> so, look guys, thank you very much for listening to our little round up there. Um be sure to uh, check us out. Yes. Um and very shortly you may have been picking up a parcel this morning yes yes i may
1: have been carrying it around glasgow games first with me and i did get some questions as to what that big box was
0: yes so we'll be uh, there might be a little video on the horizon yes. soon so stay tuned for that as well but until next time guys you take care thanks for listening bye bye
1: we are unlucky frog gaming and i am ben Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon. And be sure to check out our website, unluckyfrog.com, to find out more.